so uh, as a priest, um, you get to hear confessions, which is an incredible privilege. It's uh, a profound moment almost of, of, of intimacy that you get to, to witness between God and the soul, you know, between, between our, our almighty Savior, between the Lord there on the cross and the mercy flowing from his heart, and then this, this individual that's, that's reaching out or calling out for God's mercy. It's a very, very special occasion, uh, every, every single confession. When it's lived well, when it's, when it's experienced well, when, when hearts are honestly repentant and honestly open, uh, miracles can happen. And I've, I've seen this numerous times. Um, you always have to be very careful what you share in these circumstances, but if you keep it so broad that uh, no one can be traced, I think it's okay. Uh, so I remember once I was talking to a person now, trace that one, and, uh, to a person. And, uh, well, she was, if, if I say she, okay, it's still 50% of the population, so you've, you have a one in 3.6 billion chance of getting it right. Um, so, and, yeah, she had just, uh, she'd, she had, she'd fallen in her past years ago, but felt that she was so far from God, that was basically it. That was like her chance at salvation, her chance at being reconciled with God, gone and that nothing could bring her back, you know. And so she, she, she came to confession, um, and want, like, wanted to be reconciled with God, but just didn't think it was possible. So basically she was kind of sitting there saying, I've done these things, but God can't forgive me. So I was at pains to, to tell her, he can and he will if you want it. If you're sorry, then he's willing to forgive. Like that, that's, that grace is already available to you. If you want forgiveness and you're sorry, there's never a problem from God's side. The, 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 the barrier is never from God's side. The question is never, will God forgive me? The question is from our side, will I allow myself to be forgiven? And this really was the, the, the case with her, as, as with so many others people who've done things and they can't forgive themselves so even though they've been to confession and they've heard the words I absolve you from all of your sins they can't forgive themselves and they kind of maybe project that onto God God hasn't forgiven me no 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 God has forgiven you you haven't forgiven yourself it's kind of different uh, and it can be hard it can be hard to 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 really believe that you're forgiven it can be hard to let go of the fact that I've done this and I've done that and I've done the other why would God forgive me? Why should he? Why, why, why on earth, like, I mean, I, I, don't des- I, don't, I, I just don't deserve forgiveness. And then you might even go so far as to say, I deserve punishment. I deserve misery, misfortune. I deserve pain. I deserve whatever it may be. This, this, this happens. This is, this, these are real life situations where people don't believe they're forgiven by God, don't believe they're loved by God, and believe that, that their life is actually meritless of, 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 of suffering. So when, when you have that opportunity then to, to speak to a soul and to really try and be a, a channel of God's grace and pour into that heart, you are forgiven. I remember, uh, I can't remember who it was who said it, but um, they said when, when the Lord takes our sins, he throws them, he takes them, throws them into a very, 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 very deep lake, right? Leaves them there, sails his little way back, and then puts up a sign, no fishing. Do you get it? Mm-hmm. Right, when your sins are thrown in there, leave them there. Because I've mentioned this before, but it's kind of an Irish habit that we have as well, where we'll go to confession, and very often you hear, and for all the sins of my past life, 
or they'll say, and you know, all the sins going right back to my teenage years. And I'll often ask them, but did you confess those already? Well, yes. Well, how old are you now? 75. 75. And you're confessing sins from when you were 16. Uh, have you con- but you've confessed them before. Yes, every single time, Father. Okay, hold well, on now. They are forgiven. That was probably told to you when you were 16. Your sins are forgiven. Leave them. Leave them forgiven and stop dragging them up as if they're not. Otherwise, what's the point of confession? What's the point of confession if our sins aren't forgiven? So then we go to confession, but we're not really forgiven. We're just kind of, you know, he's kind of a bit of touch of, ah, a bit of, bit of, bit of foundation. We go to we went to confession, all kind of manky, you know, dirty. Instead of cleaning us, Jesus just paints foundation all over us and a bit of color on the cheeks. But fundamentally, you're still mank. You're, you're still dirty, like you're just rotten. But you just look a little better. I mean, no, that's not confession. Your sins are forgiven, not masked, not hidden, not covered with anti-blemish creams on your T-zone. No, that's not what we say, with good reason. Your sins are forgiven, so let go of them. Let them be forgiven and get on with all the other things that you have to to manage, like your future temptations and your future difficulties. They're all coming. But stop dragging this stuff along that doesn't actually belong to you anymore. It's just, it's so, so important that we can forgive ourselves. Why do I say that? Today's gospel. Uh, we can see it directly as, as a healing of lepers. So we have 10 lepers who are healed, right? So they, they, they see Jesus, again, they must have heard somehow that he was a preacher, teacher, healer, who knows what they heard or how they heard it. But they were desperate. <laughs> they were, there was no cure for leprosy. There was no hospital for leprosy. There was no palliative care for leprosy. There was nothing. You went out into the wilderness, people threw food over the wall at you, and then you eventually died of it. End of story. That was it. And then even the lepers would probably throw you back over the wall after you were dead. Like, it was just, it was, you know, it was just, it was rank. It was just an awful, slow way to go. Okay, so if you had leprosy, you were excluded from the community. Otherwise, you could infect your family, you could infect the whole well, anyway, I think we all know about isolation and exclusion from communities now, but, but, um, but, but yeah, this, uh, this would have required more explanation about three years ago. Now we're used to, we're used to it. Um, <clears throat> but, so, so leprosy was far more than just an illness, right? It cost you your family, your job, your reputation, everything. It also, from, on a spiritual level, people believed, the Jews believed, that if someone got leprosy, this was God punishing them for some sin that they had committed. So even on a spiritual level, even God had forgotten you. This was their understanding. So when you were a leper, you lost absolutely everything. Everything in this life, and then they thought as well, everything on the far side as well. So when Jesus speaks to them, when Jesus heals them, he doesn't just heal them of an illness, but he gives them their lives back. So they, 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 they turn to him and they say, Jesus, Master, take pity on us. And what does he say? Go and show yourselves to the priests. So when we think of sin today, sin which excludes us from, from the communion of the church, if you will, as in, like, if I choose mortal sin, then that's, again, it's my choice. It's not the church condemning me, but I've chosen something that's not God. Uh, I've chosen that. that that's, it's not the church's fault. I, I did it. You know, if I, if I choose to go off and commit adultery or, you know, any, well, we won't go into the list of mortal sins, but uh, if I choose that, that's, don't, don't, don't go blaming the church. 
for, for your mortal sin like you did. It's all you buy. Like the church wasn't even there. You know, you, you can't blame in the church. So you've excluded yourself from communion with God. So now you're, you're outside the, the community, right? So then what does Jesus say? Go show yourself to the priest. And then you can be reintegrated into society, reintegrated into the community as these lepers were. They were able to show themselves to the priest. The reason for that was the priest had to verify that the healing was authentic, was real, and then, then they could, I don't know if there, was a, if there was an official document or whatever, but then they were allowed back into the community, back into their homes. So it is with sin. Sin excludes us from the community. Reconciliation, confession, reintegrates us into that community. And it does so by the blood of Jesus. It's, 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 it's an incredible thing. But the only kind of obstacle to that really is, is us. If I say, I can't be forgiven, I won't let go of this sin. And this, I think, is far more common than we realize, especially uh, maybe in people's later, later years as well. They can think over their, their lives now that they're maybe 70, 80, 85, you know, thinking back of all sorts of things that happened in the past and not be able to let go of certain mistakes they made or certain mistakes that were certain hurts that they received not letting go of those either and and the, the, the real danger of that then is is we become the obstacle to God's infinite mercy and you can even be surrounded by it you know you can be surrounded by God's mercy you can you can come to adoration you come to daily mass and still be like a rock in a riverbed if you ever take a rock out of a riverbed and get yourself an old sledge hit it a, a good old smack the rock will break and it's bone dry inside and it could be hundreds of years, maybe even thousands, in the bottom of that river, submerged, and not a drop of water has gotten in. It's not the river's fault, the river's wet. But if, if the stone doesn't let in the water, if we don't let in God's mercy, then we won't experience God's mercy. But the, but the, the problem isn't God. The problem isn't God's mercy. The problem isn't that he's holding it back, or he's reserving it for a few, or he wants to, you to jump through all sorts of hoops first. He makes it as easy as possible. You go to a priest, and you tell him what you did. That's it. And you're sorry for it, evidently. And that's, that's it. You don't have to pay money. You don't have to go to, on a pilgrimage to Rome. You don't have to uh, crawl the whole way to Jerusalem. You don't have to do anything complicated. You don't have to do the Santiago de Compostela. You don't have to do the, the Camino. You don't have to do anything. Apart from just go to your local priest, which in Ireland there are about 5,000 of us now, just find one who has a pulse and say, Father thing, I do this, that, and the other, and I'm really sorry, and I'd like God's forgiveness. And that's it. And the priest absolves you in the name of Jesus. That's it. That's how, easy they, that's how easy the Lord makes it for us. The hard thing can be to forgive ourselves and to believe that we are forgiven. And so today we pray for that grace, that grace of, of healing, that grace of, of healing of our own wounds. And especially if there's anybody here in the chapel or anybody watching or listening today, if there's anything that we're holding on to, things that we've done wrong, and we have made mistakes, we have done things wrong, we have committed sins, but sins that we haven't let go of ourselves, sins that we have confessed but we haven't let go of, let us pray for that grace today through the intercession of St. Joseph. Lord, help us to be free. Help us to let go of these burdens that are not ours to carry anymore you have forgiven us let us believe in that forgiveness that that forgiveness is real let go of your burdens you've shown yourself to the priest 
they have forgiven you in Jesus' name, or Jesus has forgiven you through them. You are now part of the family. Let go of those burdens. Allow yourself to be forgiven. Allow yourself to be loved. And if and when the enemy reminds you of these things, which he will, incidentally, he does two things. Number one, he pushes us to sin in the first place. So he'll be the one to say on a Saturday night, go on, one more. Sure, look it. You've done it so often so far. One more drink. What could possibly go wrong? Then once you've two in, well, if you've got two, two, three, what's the difference? You're up to three. Then you're getting three on the boys. And then someone arrives back with a round for the table. And then three becomes six. Well, sure, look, you're after going so far now. Party! No boundaries. And then a bit of a blackout there between two and five or something. I don't really remember what, what kind of what happened. Then the following day, the same voice, the same angelic character who has fallen says to you, the same voice saying to you the night before, go for it, it's all great, having a laugh, you're young, what could possibly go wrong? He's now saying to you, look at you, look at the state of you, and you calling yourself a Catholic. I suppose you want to go to Mass now, do you? Want to go to Mass and play all holy, so everyone thinks that you're, no, 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 no. shouldn't be going there now at all. Go back to Holy Family, oh, back to Holy Family, think you're a little saint, do you? I know what you're really like. I know what you did on Saturday. And you probably want to go out again on Saturday again, do you? You probably do. You dirty little... And then, so it's the same voice that accuses you. And then when you fall, it's the same voice that points the finger at you. So that voice tempts you, and then the same voice accuses you afterwards. Typically diabolical. And so you're never, you're never in the right place. You're never doing the right thing. If you're, if you're wearing modest clothes, nah, you're a bit of a prude. And look at you, I think you are a nun. Uh, and then, you know, then afterwards, if you do wear something a little more revealing, look at you, the state of you, you tart. Uh, you know, it's just, you just can't win. You just can't win. So that's, that's typically diabolical. So then he, he tempts you to sin. Then after you've, you've fallen, you know, he'll keep reminding you, oh, yeah, do you remember that? Do you remember that? And here you are praying the, praying the rosary. Look at you. I know, I know you. I know what you're really like. And then, yeah, then you're like, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe, I, maybe, maybe I shouldn't be praying because like, everyone else around here, they all like, they're all, like, they're all better than me and they, they haven't done the things I've done so yeah maybe I should just um, maybe I should just go home or maybe I, just this faith thing is just not really it's not really for me like you know it's just it's keep your eyes open to these diabolical temptations this is how he works tempts you to sin and then once you've fallen accuses you of it so the sin, if, it's, if it has happened, it has happened. There's a solution. It's called confession. If he accuses you of it, be aware this is an accusation of something that is now no longer present. The sin is gone. So he's accusing you, accusing you of something that, that in the name of Jesus has been forgiven. Which means what? Which means that when you're tempted to, to think of that sin or to be reminded of that sin, what you should do, rather than kind of cower up and say, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, I'm useless, I'm bad, I shouldn't be here, I shouldn't even be a Catholic, you should be thinking, thank you, Lord, for your mercy. So you think you're, you're reminded of some stupid thing that you watched on the internet last year and, you know, the, the memory is still there. And uh, instead of thinking, oh my goodness, yeah, you're right, I probably, I probably should stop going to Mass, think, thank you, Lord, that you have forgiven me. 
I celebrate your mercy, Lord. Thank you so much that, that, that you haven't allowed this to be an obstacle between your heart and mine. Thank you for your forgiveness. Or you think of some, yeah, doing anything to excess, you know, whether it was eating to excess or drinking to excess or some stupid relationship that you got, that you got into and you're being accused of that again. You say, thank you, Lord, that you have forgiven me. Thank you, Lord, that you have freed me. Thank you. And do not stay stuck in the accusation because it's straight out of the bowels of hell. Don't, don't stay there. Don't listen to him. Celebrate God's mercy. And every accusation, let every accusation be an opportunity to celebrate the mercy of God. And so we thank the good Lord for his mercy for each one of us, for his love for each one of us, and for the grace that he gives us to let go of these burdens, to let go of our sins, to soar to him the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. So dear brothers and sisters, thank you so much for joining us for uh, this homily via YouTube, via our live stream, or via the various podcasts. Uh, thank you so much for, for being part of our extended family, uh, wherever you may be. Uh, if these have helped you in some way, if they have they've blessed you, if they've helped you uh, in your faith in some way, in order to uh, facilitate our mission and, and, and encourage our mission, allow our mission to continue, uh, you might consider uh, maybe donating towards a Holy Family Mission, towards our formation of our young people here in uh, a place near Clonmel uh, in County Tipperary in, in Ireland. So if you wish, you can do so through our website, holyfamilymission.ie, and there's a donate tab there, and we greatly appreciate any help that you can give us. Obviously, we'd be delighted for your prayers as well. Please do pray for us. Uh, this is not just <coughs> a battle against flesh and blood but also obviously we're engaged in a whole spiritual battle here as well so we need your help uh, on the spiritual front as well as on the material front in order to to allow our mission to continue so thank you so much for your for your generosity and for your support and be assured of our prayers especially on wednesday when we offer our mass and our prayers for all of our friends and benefactors so god bless you and we'll hopefully see you or hear you uh, on a future podcast or homily god bless <laughs>